Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. Happy 2020. I am Stephanie and here with my co-host Ariel. Hey everyone. And we are super excited to kick off 2020 with our first serial killer, David Parker Ray, aka the Toy Box Killer. We want to thank Jessica, super fan, super excited for actually writing us and suggesting that we talk about this wonderful serial killer slash sicko because we need we're just really excited that someone wants yes, us to it's our first <laughs> fan to write in it's so exciting we're so excited everyone please give us fan recs we are yeah. super excited again jessica winkler shout out thank you so much for recommending the toy box killer he's actually super fucked up and i hadn't come across him before yeah. so i was extra excited about this so before we get started like we had told you guys in the past episode we're going to start talking about what we're drinking because that's why we added cafe into this so i'm actually drinking a pea blossom tea which is blue and tastes like fruity pebbles it is delicious i got from cafe in my work today it's amazing amazing what are you drinking um i'm 90 (laughs) so i'm drinking sleepy time tea because we both know that i'll be going to sleep the second we are done recording this so. In case you guys are wondering, it's 7.30 p.m. <laughs> I want to yeah. elaborate. It's not like midnight. It's 7.30 p.m. Yeah, it's she like past my bedtime. So. <laughs> my kids go to bed also at the same time as Ariel. And then I stay up, but it's fine. <laughs> <sighs> All, right, All right. So you want to so just jump right into uh, yeah, the Toy Box Killer? Yeah, let's jump right into the Toy Box Killer. Okay. So David Parker Ray, a.k.a. the Toy Box Killer... So, him and his girlfriend, Cindy Hendy, kidnapped, raped, and tortured multiple women, all in this lovely uh, trailer-turned-sex dungeon. First of all, again, how did these relationships start? Seriously. And the first time, he was just like, babe, you know what we should do tonight? And she was like, like, oh my god, yes! (laughs) Like, I I just need to know. How this con- how they meet. Right. I wish they and, gave us more information. And it sounds like he had this trailer um, long before he met Cindy. I so I'm not saying her full name because it's Cindy Lee, and I know I'm gonna say like Cindy Lou. Lou who? <laughs> I was thinking the same oh. thing. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, um, so she would basically lure women um, along with him. Sometimes he'd do it. Sometimes she would do it. Lure women um, either to his house or they would like find them at bars and roofie them and all that kind of fun stuff. So once they got the woman to his quote toy box, ew. Um, oh, they, I know it's awful. <laughs> it like so re clicked like, in my head, even though I already knew that's what it was. And I was like, oh God, I get it. It's still, it's awful. It's all, it gets even worse too. So they would basically tie these women down. So he had what is described in police records as something being similar to a gynecological chair. So it had like stirrups. And then, so he would chain their feet and their hands. And then he basically would just keep them there for days and do um, whatever he felt like doing. Um, And most of the time it included more than just rape. Like, not that that's okay, but he would sodomize them. He would torture them. He would electrocute them. I mean, it was awful. And, okay, so imagine this. Imagine you're kidnapped. You're brought into this creepy toy box and you're 
shackled down to a gynecological chair. Then our friend David here has a recording that he plays for all of the women. Now, I'm not going to do the whole recording because it's long. I'm just going to give you a brief little synopsis of what he says here. Just a couple little quotes. So and starts- we'll post his whole transcript. Um, there's definitely a ton of videos on YouTube, guys, about this guy. We're going to play the audio clip for you, but most of the videos are like 40 to 50 minutes. And yeah. so it's hard to get just that clip. But we're going to post that all on the Facebook when we post the episode. So you guys can also check it out because it's freaking crazy. It's so crazy. So he starts off by saying, okay, bitch, we both know why you've been brought here. I'm going to use you for a sex slave and it's going to be painful as hell. That's the way I want it to be. Your wrists and ankles are chained and you're gagged because you're not going to like the way I do it. (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) Um, It literally makes me nauseous just thinking about this. Yeah, and it's super long. I mean, can you think like you're now trapped and you're just sitting there and listening to this mm-hmm. like like so someone typed it out guys and there was literally like part one is probably like a like over a page on microsoft website and then there's a part two it's like there's a side and then he hasn't like part three like he separated it they're probably there this has to be like an hour like think about well, just talking about it, at least 30 minutes think about this too some of these girls were roofied okay so you're passed out Like barely coming to, yeah. Right, barely coming to, and you're fucking tied down with stirrups, and all of a sudden you hear this guy saying that, like, oh, no. I think, no. I would rather him just kill me right then and there. Especially because, like, nothing's happened yet except me being roofied, so now you really don't know what's going to happen. Right. And then it's just the anticipation of, like, knowing, like, having an idea of what's going to happen. Like, no, thank you. Okay, so, guys, just to give you an idea here. So, he actually recorded this on audio tape, which are cassettes. Uh, Some of you may not know what those are. Oh, my God. (laughs) On your age. Um, So, a standard audio cassette tape can hold 30 minutes per side. And he had filled both sides. There was literally a side A and a side B. So this is an hour long, I I have confirmed. So I just wanted to make sure I was accurate before I said that. An hour long that they have Wait, to listen to this. did you just Google how much you can fit on a cassette tape? Of course I did. I wanted to be accurate. <laughs> okay. Just checking. <laughs> just appreciate that. I want to be factual here in our podcast. Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, plus, like, I haven't made a cassette tape in years, clearly. So well, I feel like I remember. Yeah. Hashtag mixtapes for life. Yeah, right. uh, but anyway, yeah. All right, let's let's chat about minutes. um oh, David Parker God. Ray's early life. So this is actually one of the um killers that we don't have a whole lot of info about his early life. They're really just and I looked at a lot of websites, I watched a lot of documentaries. Um, there isn't a whole lot of info. However, What is known is he was raised mostly by his grandfather, who was, like, super controlling. He was very much a disciplinarian. Uh, David's biological father would basically show up randomly. And when he did, he would uh, beat him, like, pretty regularly anytime he was there. But he would also, so David's father would bring him porn magazines that depicted sadomasochistic pictures. So, I mean, he's like a young kid. His dad's like, here, 
I'm going to go out on a ledge and say maybe this is why he's the way he is. Yeah, I mean, that's a good guess. And, I mean, like Ariel said, this is obviously a common trend with most of our serial killers. Um, They obviously don't come from (laughs) really wonderful upbringings. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's definitely a big thing. I don't ever think porn magazines as a child would help anyone. So No, and then you know what I wondered is... So because, I mean, he was young. I'm talking like eight, nine, ten years old, young. Uh, this is what was introduced to him. And this is maybe, and this is totally me just kind of throwing it out there. But maybe this is what he thought was normal. Yeah. You know, like, because why, why wouldn't you? Most of the time, things that happen when you're that age, you don't know any better. Yeah, and you have to think of, like, even people who... um you know, start getting sexually abused at such a young age, they kind of think that it happens to everyone. They don't know it's right. another thing until someone else is like, what? And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> Are you telling me that's not normal? Because they just don't know anything else. Exactly. And so this definitely could have been, you know, the case here. Yeah. Um, so, Steph, you want to talk about his killings? Yeah. Well, we do want to actually mention, though, that he drew pictures of women mm-hmm. being raped and tortured, like, all his life. So yeah, like, like in high school and like what he wasn't exactly like, popular with the ladies. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, but like, can you imagine like just sitting around like drawing pictures of like what you're like? Clearly, hello sign, red flag, ding ding ding, alert alert, right. like something. And there was like no adult was like, hmm, this seems wrong here. Yeah, and it's like I, I hate when they don't give you enough information about these killers, only because it. You know, obviously you're sitting here like thinking, okay, maybe he only drew them at his house, but like, did he draw them at a school and like a teacher just overlooked it or like, you know, it's like, you know, and then it's like one of those, oh, do they have parent teacher conferences back in 1950? And they're like, hey, your kid draws, you know, rapey pictures. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying it's weird. But yeah, so we're going to get into his killings. Okay. So we believe, and by we, I mean the wide world web. (laughs) I was going to say, not we. (laughs) Um, That he started killing in 1950, but he wasn't caught until 1999, which, again, blows my mind that, like, that's a very long time. That's literally almost 50 years. Right. I did my math right. Yeah, that's all. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And the only reason that he even got caught is because one of his victims, Cynthia Vigil, escaped from his toy box and alerted a neighbor of what she had been forced to endure. Now, my in my mind, the first thing I thought was, I wonder how close my neighbor was. I know, right? Because you like, know this chick is like naked, probably beaten up, bloody, and she's like having to run. Hopefully it was nearby. But like, obviously I don't think it would be too close. I doubt he's like straight up parking his trailer next to someone. Right, because I assume that, no, the women are gagged. So even if they were screaming, it wouldn't really matter. Uh, yeah true 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 so vigil was a prostitute that uh david had picked up while he was pretending to be an undercover cop and he handcuffed her and took her back obviously to the toy box and tied her down onto the table raped tortured and sodomized her for days on the third day when he was at work because obviously as a day job (laughs) he his girlfriend accidentally left the keys to her restraints on a table near where she was chained while she left the room. What? So this is one of my favorite parts coming up. I read this and I was like, yes, bitch. 
Yes. Good for you. Because just, just wait until Stephanie gets to the next part of this story. It's so good. So, obviously, she's like, okay, plot twist. Time to get up at her. <laughs> so, she lunges her the keys and is able to free her hands. Hendy, who obviously attempts to stop her, they just stabs her in the neck with an ice pick when she yes, surfaces. like yeah, an ice pick, guys, an ice pick. I love I, it. Vindication at its finest. Okay, yeah. she runs out of the trailer naked. She was literally wearing a sleeve collar and padlocked chains. Oh my gosh. Okay, now remember we're talking about her running to a neighbor's house, right? So yes, <laughs> padlocked chains, sleeve collar, running to a neighbor's house no obviously no feet no shoes no nothing mm-hmm. like who knows what the train was wherever she was she's just running for her life like go her so the craziest thing was david convinced his girlfriend and his daughter to help him kidnap and torture his victims and like so obviously like his daughter's in on it right like, this is just oh my I god know. so the girlfriend we hear about that shit all the time there's so many serial killers out there who somehow are able to convince uh, their girlfriend, their significant other, to, like, help them do this. But his own daughter. Like, yeah. And some oh. of his victims were her friends. Like, oh. she lured her own oh. friends to her so dad. Messed up. So messed up. Mm-hmm. So, on July 26th, because we want to point this one out, of 1994, Jessie Ray was at a bar with her friend, Kelly Garrett, and she put the date rape drug in her drink, brought her back to her dad's house, and helped him torture Kelly for days. Helped him. Then slit Kelly's throat and dumped her on the side of the road. Kelly actually survived. But when she tried to tell police and her husband what happened, they did not believe her since she didn't have a detailed memory from all the drugs. And the story was so outlandish. Which is crazy to me because I was actually watching um, a documentary the other day and they were talking about how Yes and no questions are really terrible questions to ask victims because it doesn't mean if they can't answer them, it's not true. So instead, you're like, what did the ground feel like? What Mm. did his skin feel like? Did he have facial hair? Like, you try and think of things that they can pick out. Because saying, like, oh, were you raped? And someone's like, yeah, right. I mean, and then they're like, oh, so you weren't. And it's like, that's, but that's not how people recount it. They recount those little things instead. So I thought that was um, really interesting to point out in this. So, most of the most of his victims were prostitutes, and since they're all drugged, no one really actually cared to believe like such an insane story of this like trailer turned torture room. Mm-hmm. But the only reason that you know obviously he got caught was because of Vigil, who ran out because right. she was still in like shackles. Like if she had run out naked, someone would have been like, "This lady's on drugs." Right. Goodbye. But she was literally like still in chains, so they were like, "Okay, maybe we should check this out." Well, and so, so another thing that is definitely um, worth mentioning is that no bodies were ever found. So when he gets caught, it's only because these people survived. Right. Like, which again, like, what are you doing with the bodies? Like, seriously. Like, are you eating them? Is it cannibalism I, on top of it? No, I hope not. You just have to wonder, like, how can you dispose of so many bodies? Because you know. That like in 50 years, Steph. 50 years, he's killing people. And from all of the information I saw, it's like upwards of 60 women that he kidnapped, yeah, yeah. tortured, and killed. And just gone. 
Yeah, it's craziness. It really is. All right, so do you want to move on to his arrest? Because, I mean, he obviously has a lot of victims, guys, but uh, uh, Kelly Garrett and um, Vigil are obviously the most important ones, so we just wanted and, to highlight and this, well, those. We'd be here one. for days. There is a <laughs> oh, third yeah. one, um, Angelica Montano. Um, so these are ba- they're the three main ones because they survived, and they all had very similar stories. However, so much like Kelly Garrett, um, Angelica... Monteo, when she had originally tried to report the incident, the police were just like, mm, you're a lying slut. We don't care. So a lot of these women, even if they had reported it, nobody really cared. Like it was the 50s, 60s, 70s. They were prostitutes or they just really didn't have a good background. They had records, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so- do we think that even maybe like so maybe there were some other survivors who just never came forward. Probably. Like, it wasn't it, until, um, so after David was arrested for um, Cynthia Vigil, her reporting it, that was when Angelica Montano came out. And it was only because there was so much publicity surrounding the arrest that she felt like she could come forward. Uh, and, and not she, be like, Yeah. Well, and then she even said that she had reported the incident to police, but there had been zero follow-up. They were just like, eh, we don't really care. Okay, bye. Well, um, so ultimately, <laughs> he was arrested, and ultimately he was charged with three murders. So only three that they could actually, they felt like they could prove happened. Uh, but it Which is, is another common trend we've talked about yeah. numerous times. I mean, most of these circulars are only charged with, like, killing th- one to five people at most when they've killed like you know upwards of 50 to hundreds of Mm -hmm. women it's just it's crazy how common that is because it seems to be like like can you just imagine just killing so many people and just sitting there and being like cool you got me for three but like actually i killed 70 people right (laughs) and not only that but all of these families like these these people are still missing it's not like he was like oh my god here's a list of all the people i killed like i got this no so here's, I go back and forth with this. So he's ultimately sentenced to 224 years in prison, not just for the three murders, um, but there are numerous offenses, including kidnapping, torture, sodomizing, all that stuff. Um, his daughter, Jessie, for her role in all of this, she was sentenced to nine years. Um, I'm pretty sure that they were only able to really prove that she had anything to do with Kelly Garrett. I don't think that they were able to prove that she, like, helped out with a lot of other people. Um, His girlfriend, though, Cindy Hendy, was uh, given 36 years in prison. Now, here's what kills me. David Parker Ray died of a heart attack on May 28th, 2002, three years into his sentence. Of course This motherfucker. Of course he did. No. I'm telling you. Like, you don't deserve to die. No, yet. <laughs> you don't. This is one of those, like, I think we should have brought back an eye for an eye kind of thing. Like, I think for his prison sentence, he should have been tied down to a gynecological table and sodomized and tortured for, like, yeah. a minimum of eight hours a day. Also, you guys, he's, like, not charming. He's so creepy looking. He's so creepy looking, right? He's first of all, he's got like a rapey mustache. Yeah, I was just gonna say the mustache. <laughs> um, he, yeah, it's, it's almost just, like a handlebar. 
mustache. Yeah, he's just very... Oh my gosh, it's crazy. So actually, I want to go... So that's like his story in a nutshell. Um, but I want to go over a few like random tidbits of knowledge. So there were a bunch of items collected during, obviously, his investigation. And if you look at the Albuquerque FBI, like FBI.gov page, guys, there's actually an entire page of items and artifacts in the David Parker Ray case. And it's like literally a page worth of just things they found, like jewelry and clothes they thought maybe were taken from the victims and stuff like that. And you can literally like scroll through. There's 401 pictures oh on this gosh. FBI site. And like one of them is like a lot of them are like charms, which looks like came from necklaces or like full necklaces. I think a few of these are like pins, a bunch of rings, like obviously people's personal effects. So these like, are all potential victims. And like, yeah, how do you tie that? And I think one of the reasons, obviously, they probably put it on is like maybe someone's like, oh, my God, I gave that to yes. my kid. Right. And one day I looked and like whatever. But I mean, to this day, it's still mm-hmm. not known where like any of his victims are. So I'll definitely make sure I link this page, too, just because it's kind of crazy. And it's literally just all like jewelry. Um, they didn't really post much else, but like a set of pearls, um, like a red necklace. Someone had a uh, one of those ribbons like for cancer awareness I don't know oh yeah I don't know what the ribbons this specific ribbon stands for but they had one of those uh earrings it's just it's so crazy and like I said there's 400 and when I like watches there's a pin that says I love boys which is probably from like this poor teenage girl who got kidnapped and killed and it's just oh my god it's so crazy to me because yeah it's just it's just wild so this guy this guy oh my gosh he died like two years into his sentence it's so unfair it really is and it doesn't I mean it obviously doesn't offer any sort of justice no and like it couldn't have been like I don't know like some sort of really painful like stomach cancer or something that was like really long and painful like a heart attack that shit's quick yeah I mean maybe his he just like who how do you get into something like this? I just yeah, don't right. understand. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, ugh. and he just was so careless. He just like didn't mm-hmm. care. And like he conned so many people into doing it with him. I mean, oh yes, God. again, girlfriends, we can talk about, you know, Cindy Lou or whatever the hell her name is <laughs> for a very long time. But, but she at what was point so. Was his daughter like, yeah, sure, that seems norm. And how do you, again, approach your daughter and saying hey I was really wondering if you'd be interested in doing this with me like I just understand well and um Kelly Garrett was that her name Kelly Garrett yeah yeah um she was a friend of hers like they were at the bar together it's not like she was just like some random chick she met they were at the bar like hanging out having a couple drinks and she's like I'm just gonna roofie my friend and then bring her to my dad so he can rape and torture her cool cool yeah, like, you really have to be fucked up in the head to be like, you know, oh, this is a great idea. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to join in my dad drinks. And then it's like, oh, I wonder what she's up to now. Also, yeah. guys, Cindy Lee Hendy is super creepy looking as well. Obviously, back then, she looked very normal. Um, but now she's got, time has not been her friend. <laughs> Um, her most recent mugshots from 2016. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, 36. If they got in 1999, 36 years. So she'd still yeah, be in jail because it's been 20 years. So. 21 years. Yeah. So, but then it shows, um, it shows like a picture of Cynthia Vigil. You can Google her and see a picture of her. And can you imagine like what that poor girl must have gone through for us? Oh, no, I hope she got some serious therapy. Oh, I don't, I mean, God bless, bless her soul. Well, anyway, right, guys, that is our first episode of 2020, and we are super excited to get back into serial killer talking with you guys. Mm-hmm. We have some really great uh, serial killers coming up this year. Um, we are definitely, uh, for those who do want to offer suggestions, just know we are doing Ted Bundy. We're just saving it for a special occasion, which you'll understand <laughs> when that time comes. And yeah, so that's all we got. David Ray Parker, a.k.a. The Toy Box Killer. Yeah. All right. It was fun, guys. Thanks for hanging right. with us. We'll see you next Happy week. Happy Wednesday.